We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We are back. It's 2022. We're talking game week 22. I am Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. We both write at rotowire.com. And we, sorry, we do not have a special treat for you. It's 2022. So we're just, uh, we're sponsored by Rotowire. And, and I guess we're sponsored by uh, gambling.com, gambling group. The, uh, the the great people over there are sponsoring this this beautiful show. But Chris, it's early. It's early where you are. We can tell it's still dark outside. It's a little <laughs> by me, you can see the snow reflecting uh, from the ground. So my my room is a little brighter than usual. Chris, welcome to 2022. And I guess I think the last yeah the last show we did it was my birthday, and tomorrow is your birthday. So. It's this has just become you know birthdays and wagers. It seems like, yeah, definitely birthdays and wagers. Uh, it's been two weeks since we last discussed the Premier League, so it was nice to get a uh, you know a slight break, if you want to call it that, uh, over the weekend for the FA Cup matches. Um, happy to be back discussing this uh, this weekend as we you know without any Premier League, my life kind of goes off the rails. So we're uh, it's it's good to be back. Um, as far as kits and wagers goes. I am rocking today. I'm going back to a classic old one here. If, you, if you're not watching on YouTube live, I've got the Seattle Sounders, Jimi Hendrix version uh, kit on this morning. The MLS Super Draft was this week. And uh, uh, Seattle took a couple of players. They traded out of the first round and got a couple of players, one from Washington and then uh, one from Seattle University, which is like pretty on par because those are, you know, a stone's throw from the stadium. And then the biggest news was that they got Dylan Tevez on a, uh, a homegrown contract. And he was like one of the, he was a first team all American. So, you know, the, the talent pool is a little bit slimmer <laughs> now at the super draft because of all the homegrown contracts, but still kind of, kind of interesting, kind of funny to think about how the MLS, you know, was really like uh, supplementing their talent pool for a long time. Um, so pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I just had to, had to rock the Seattle Sounders here for the super draft Looks like you got a, a an OG jersey on over there, Adam. Yeah, I believe uh, you wore yours before. I wore mine before, so you know we're just regurgitating here in 2022. But I got the Shevchenko, Andre Shevchenko Chelsea jersey. So I decided, you know, Chelsea they advanced past Tottenham. 
yesterday and you know they're cruising along they got the big match coming up against Manchester City and I saw I saw someone's best bet coming up so I was like okay let's let's do this all Chelsea podcast here so I'm riding with the Chelsea <laughs> kit and um yeah so I guess we don't even have to talk about 2021 to be to be clear I mean we don't even have to look at what happened on our previous shows you know it's a new year and we're just gonna we're just gonna go into it with open minds like you said we got kind of refreshed a little bit here and so I wrote my article yesterday up at rotowire.com and I kind of I didn't really look too much into AFCON and African Cup of Nations but you know the more you look at these matches the more you look at these teams there's a lot of guys that are missing and I mean it will I mean, we'll get into, you know, the absences and the matches we're talking about, but there's some teams, you know, missing four guys, some missing one or two, some maybe not missing any, but you throw that in with, you know, all the COVID problems and there's a lot of different lineups. And then you got the cup matches. I mean, we haven't talked for two weeks, but I was at FA Cup this past weekend and then you got the Carabao Cup that's been going on yesterday and we got Arsenal Liverpool today and, you know, we're going to talk about Arsenal game later. So they got that game tonight. A lot of stuff going on, you know, even even though we haven't talked for two weeks, there's been a lot of stuff. But uh, I guess, I don't know, what what are your thoughts? You're going into game week 22. Uh, are you ready? Are you ready to are you ready to do this? You got um, everyone's waking up in your in your household, it seems like. But <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely waking up here uh, a little after seven o'clock. So um, getting Keep going here, but um, yeah, no, th- there's so many. There's a so a lot of big players that are just missing from this week, which is going to give the opportunity for you know whether it's some younger players or some players who haven't necessarily had a lot of opportunity to play this season. Um, for instance, you know Leicester City dealing with a couple Ianachos Ina- out for he's playing for Nigeria, while Jamie Vardy is also out, which might give you know Adam Lookman a start up front. He's been getting a lot of playing time. You know, of course, Liverpool missing Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Well, you know, there's a couple other people that are are big. Thomas Partey for Arsenal, who we'll discuss a little bit later. But there's just a lot of big time players that are going to be missing this week, um, which could be a good opportunity to, to uh, target some of those games for teams who have a few more players um, participating in Afcon. So, you know, a lot a lot to keep an eye on, especially uh, for some of the bigger teams who are missing some of their firepower, but. Um, you know, like for instance, maybe an under at Liverpool, or um, you know, just you know, looking at some of those anytime goal scoring odds, where you know the players might have long odds, but they're actually going to get full, full, um, you know, might get a full ninety minutes. So that's kind of what I'm focused on with the, the effects of Afcon. But um, yeah, a lot of teams dealing with it. Um, you know, it's been fun watching some of those games and a little bit, a little bit crazy too for some of them too. So uh, it's, it's a cool competition, and it's uh, you know. Although it's a, a bit tough on us to, to plan for, it's it's a nice that it's going on. Yeah, so I was just scrolling. If you're watching on YouTube, I was just scrolling through a lineups page. And so in addition to all the, the players who are out for, for African, African Cup of Nations, there's just – it's just uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, upsetting and unfortunate to look at. Just all of the – all of the questionables here. It's just uh, – you know, it's just a lot of work. Uh <laughs> Uh, this Burnley Leicester match I mean there's already so many guys that are out Chris Wood just transferred to Newcastle today 
And then you got all these other guys who are, you know, questionable, doubtful game time decisions. And it, it's uh, for some reason, I may talk about that for my best bet unless I decide to change my mind here in the next 30 minutes. But <laughs> so speaking of that, let's get into this first, I guess, well, there's a couple big matches this week, and this is a big, uh, big start to uh, 2022. I guess there's been some matches already, but so or Manchester City are home against Chelsea, and this is the first match on Saturday. So the thing with uh, Manchester City, so they played what this game's the 15th. I think their last. Their cup match was January 7th. It's eight days before this one. And, you know, they came out before that, like Pep Guardiola tested positive for COVID-19. And they and they said, you know, we only have seven or however many players, first team players they had. And then they came out with their starting 11. It was, it was pretty normal. Um, like guys like Graylish and Sterling were missing, but, you know, they're still a pretty deep team. I think Cole Palmer started in that one, ended up obviously not mattering. They played Swindon Town. But I'm just saying that because you're going to have all these guys. This was eight days ago, so they're, prob- they're probably going to be 100%. Like Manchester City, you know, outside of injuries, like these guys that missed the last weekend match for COVID, it's assumed, I mean, the general thought is that these guys are being training Wednesday, Thursday. I think Pep could return to the team Wednesday so it looks like they're going to be pretty they're going to be fine overall. As Chelsea, you know, they got they're kind of fine as well. Uh you know, outside of their injuries to Reese James and Ben Chilwell, they're the the only major absence is uh, Mendy and Net. So yeah, it's a difference, but he's he's still, you know, a top class keeper. He's not maybe he's not Mendy, but he's still, you know, a good quality goalkeeper there. But just run through the odds here. Manchester City minus 145 to win, Chelsea plus 425. And you get plus 290 for the draw, over two and a half goals, minus 130, under two and a half, plus 105. Uh, so after all of the, um, what I said here about COVID and whatnot, may not even matter. Uh, what are your initial thoughts here? Yeah, the absence of Mendy is a big one. But when I first looked at these odds, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, like Chelsea getting plus 400, that's not going to, I mean, we probably won't see them getting plus 400 in any other game this season, unless it's Manchester city. So I thought those are pretty, pretty long odds for a team that, you know, um, returning champions league winners, you know, they're sitting in second place. Uh, I just thought those were pretty long odds, especially for Manchester city getting minus minus one forty five, which is in a game of, uh, you know, what is it? First and second, or is it first and third? Um, I thought that was just kind of wild to see. So, um, you know, both teams at pretty much full strength, aside from Chelsea missing missing Edward and uh, Mendy in uh, in that. But uh, yeah, that's initially what I thought, and I just I, I think that both teams have the opportunity here to uh, to come away with points, especially Chelsea, just get, considering how they're uh, they're pretty um, pretty big underdogs. Yeah, if you look at so you look at the, I think they played four times since Thomas Tuchel took over at Chelsea. Chelsea won the first three, 1 0, 2 1, 1 0. And then Manchester City beat them 1 0 uh, at Stamford Bridge back in September. So these, these games are, you know, they're pretty close. Chelsea have actually had the advantage. I know, like, even in that Champions League final, like Manchester City, they're usually controlling these games. They, they, they're getting more opportunities. But if they're not putting the ball in the back of the net, that's where, you know, Lukaku, Havertz, Mount, 
Chelsea are, you know, outside of their two wingbacks, they're, they're actually pretty healthy. Like all those guys are back now and, you know, maybe they're going to get another counterattack goal, get that first goal and then hold on for another win. No win. Like, you, like it's not impossible to think. And just looking at those previous results, I kind of like the under two and a half goals at plus one Oh five. It seems like pretty good odds. I just think the odds are a little juice there just because it's Manchester city. Cause you know, they're always, you're always in play for the three or four goals, but in this matchup that hasn't really happened. So I don't know why the, the odds look like that. I think they should be, you know, a little favored towards the under, if anything, it's just kind of a, kind of a, just cause Manchester city are playing. That's just kind of how they are. So I kind of like the unders this one and I'm kind of leaning with you. Um, you know, you're obviously getting more value with Chelsea. So I, I think that's they're probably the way to go. Yeah, and, and I'm curious how much, you know, you, you kind of referenced it, but like how much this, this strategy plays into it where Manchester City might have a little bit more of the ball. You know, Chelsea have shown that they're pretty good when they can they can kind of sit back in, in defense and, and counterattack. And so, you know, that just that that's that being said, I just feel like Chelsea this might like play to some of their strengths, especially in the counterattack. If Lukaku can can kind of get the ball, hold it up and get some get some guys forward after, you know, Manchester City have seen elongated possession. So that's just kind of where my head's at. And I think uh, just the odds are good enough here where you're like, ah, you know, Chelsea are a good team. You know, the, the uh, champions of Europe, they're not too far off City in the table. Um, and aside from that, this feels like a must win for Chelsea if they want to stay in in the um, the fight for the Premier League here because, you know, looking at it, Manchester City are what they're ten points um, ahead of uh, Liverpool and Chelsea. So, I mean, it's this is you know you, once you get into the thirteen point range, they're both on they both play twenty one matches, no game in hand. So, you know, if if Manchester City say wins this and they and they get up you know thirteen points on Chelsea, this Manchester Manchester City side, it feels like that might be enough to just be like, okay, well, I'm I'm not sure that any any team's got enough uh, firepower to kind of make up those points throughout the rest of the season. So I, this feels like as big as a must win for Chelsea as kind of I've seen if they want to stay in the in the fight for the Premier League. Yeah, I mean you can't really uh, lose two times to Manchester City and expect to you know win the league. But I'm just looking at the first match between these teams: oh. Manchester City, 59% possession. Chelsea didn't even get a shot on target. But I, I think so in that match. It's a little different when guys get injured in the middle of a match. Reese James got injured in the 29th minute, so he had to come off early. And go Conte had to come off in the 60th 60th minute. So you know they have two of their better players get hurt in you know in the middle of the match. And sure, Reese James isn't going to play here, but it's a little different when you know you're prepping for without Reese James than you know losing him in the in the middle of a match. So I think that's you know something that could help Chelsea. And just in terms of, you know, they're going to have Conte, they're going to have Jorginho, they're going to have their guys. And I'm not going to say, you know, they should be favored or anything, but I think the odds should be maybe closer just given the recent results between these teams. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. So later in the day, we have Aston Villa home against Manchester United. These teams just played, I think that was Monday in the, in the Cup. Manchester United won one nil uh, without Cristiano Ronaldo. So the odds for this: Aston Villa plus two hundred to win at home. Manchester United plus one forty. The draw is plus two fifty. And then you got over two and a half goals is minus one twenty. Under two and a half minus one hundred five. I assume those odds probably changed after you know the result of uh, Monday's match there. Just 
the one goal between them. So the difference between this match and Monday's match is John McGinn is going to be suspended. And, you know, he's, you know, Villa, maybe their best player. And uh, Luke Shaw and McTominay will be suspended for Manchester United. If you didn't watch that match, McTominay scored the only goal in that match. And it was, what, seventh minute or something. Otherwise, you know, Ronaldo, he, he should return to the starting 11. Maguire has missed a couple matches, but, you know, they still have Lindelof. They still have Ron back there. Uh, so the thing is with uh, Villa, we could see – I don't know how fit he is because he hasn't played a ton for Barcelona, but Philip Coutinho, we could see him in the squad for Villa – um, obviously, he doesn't play the same position as McGinn, but they could do like a four-two-three-one kind of thing, where you know Coutinho is in the in the front four there. So it'll be interest, interesting to see the lineups. Otherwise, you have first uh, first uh, look at this. I, I kind of like Villa in in Monday's match, but without McGinn, I'm not sure I like them as much, especially since the odds are close to even here. Yeah, I think the. I mean. Both teams getting plus odds here, as you mentioned. Villa at, what do we say, plus 205, and Man- Manchester United at plus uh, 130. Um, so still plus odds here if you think Manchester United are, are good enough to win away at Villa. So that being said, you know, we've mentioned this throughout the season, but it is really tough for teams to go in the Premier League, especially with fans, uh, to go away and get, get points, especially a win. So I think that makes it tough, but even tougher, um, the, the, the big one that I would be worried about besides McGinn for Aston Villa is Cristiano Ronaldo um, starting, I you know, questionable at this point, but it sounds like he might play. Um, if he were to miss at all, then I would feel a little bit better about uh, Aston Villa in this game just because, you know, Ronaldo is has been a huge source of goals for Manchester United this season. Um, that being said, Villa have not been playing their best soccer since you know they got that kind of new manager bump when when they got Steven Gerrard, but uh, they have been struggling a little bit. They've won two of their last six while uh, while lo- losing the four other matches, so they're not really they're not playing their best. And I'd be interested to see how they do it here at home. I think the only advantage that they have over Manchester United is the fact that they are at home. So that's, that's my, my quick outlook on it. Um, if Ronaldo's out, I feel a lot better about Aston Villa. Yeah. I think Aston Villa are a team I'm going to be looking at to bet on maybe after the upcoming international break, they just have, you know, they've been dealing with some injuries. They're adding some new players. They're getting Lucas Dina into the squad. Uh, They just signed him today from Everton. But, you know, they've had a tough schedule. Yeah, they've, they've struggled, but it's been, you know, they've had, I guess, you know, I was going to say they've had Brentford. Okay, Brentford. But before that, you know, they had the Liverpool-Chelsea matches. So they've had some tough games. And uh, I believe McGinn missed another match. Yeah, McGinn missed the – he missed another match. I think it was the one you actually bet on. But, like, they've had some injuries, and they've, they've had guys moving in and out of the, the 11. Um, like, Watkins has been hurt. Ings has been hurt. Uh, Nakamba is currently out. Uh, Buendia has been battling some fitness issues. Like, a lot of their guys have been, have been kind of beat up. So, maybe – I think they're going to be a team I'm looking at either way come Trevor. They're going to have Coutinho. They're going to have Dina in there. And maybe not for this match. I was originally going to look at win or draw. Um, but I guess draw no bet plus 120 is fine. Winner draw is, is minus 150. And I kind of would want better odds than that, but 
uh, do you, would you lean on, I don't know, I guess the under two and a half is still minus 105, so it's not terrible. Uh, would you lean on under uh, two and a half or the draw no bet for Villa there? I'd rather lean on the, the draw no bet. Um, you know, you you just get the opportunity to not not lose your money if they draw there and they are playing at home. They're a little bit better at home. Um, they Everything you said, like, they still have a lot of firepower up front. Ollie Watkins should play. Buendia should play. Uh, Danny Ang should play. So they still have that ability to put the ball in the back of the net. But uh, I, I'd rather, just, you know, go with Villa playing at home than, um, than the, I think, did you say the over two and a half goals? Uh, I'm looking at the under two and a half at my oh, under two. Yeah. yeah. I still think, like I said, I, th- I still think they have enough firepower, you know, enough players that, that can score where this, this could easily hit three goals. Yeah. De Gea made a few saves in, in Monday's match and it wouldn't be surprising at home. They get, they get maybe one or two, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so, all right. Sunday's match, North London Derby. Maybe this is, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's not as big as Manchester City Chelsea, but probably in terms of you know historical context, it's probably the biggest match of of the weekend. So Tottenham, our home, plus one fifty to beat Arsenal. Arsenal plus one ninety five. You got the draw plus two thirty. Over two and a half goals minus one hundred five. Under two and a half goals minus one fifteen. So I'm going to pull up our uh, lineups page here. If you're watching on YouTube. So obviously the big thing, uh, Son Heung-min is out. He's not going to play. And Tottenham haven't had a ton of matches without him. And the ones they had without him, uh, they they couldn't really do anything against Chelsea yesterday on Wednesday. And they don't actually have much of a replacement. I guess Deli Ali up there. But you look at that and you're like, okay, maybe I'll bet Arsenal. But then you look at Arsenal and Thomas Partey, he's out. He's away, uh, African Cup of Nations. Yet Grant Chaka is, he missed the team's last match. Uh, Tomi Yasu missed the team's last match. Uh, both those in cup play. Both, uh, both of them could return today. We don't know yet uh, for their match against Liverpool. So that's that's another thing. But, you know, with, without party in there, if Chaka misses out again, if Tomi Yasu misses out again, like I would not bet Arsenal in this game. Like that's three of their, you know, two of their main defensive midfielders and, maybe they're only right back that is actually that's actually good because I don't think they have an actual replacement for Tomiyasu and that's one of the reasons they've been so good this year so it's it's kind of the thing where you know wait for lineups um is that is that kind of what you're going with here um I'm gonna throw this back on you do you think that the uh Arsenal playing a game on Thursday and then having a you know a pretty big game I don't know whether how much stock you put into the the Carabao Cup but uh I mean is that a bigger deal than Tottenham you know missing out on Sun in this match or what what do you think plays a bigger role and and why do you think that you know how could it affect this match Uh, I don't think like playing Arsenal's match today is that big of a deal just because you know there's not there's not like there's a ton of travel involved with these teams and Tottenham they just had they just played against Chelsea so it's not like they uh you know they they're escaping a match middle of the week kind of thing so they had their own big match this week I I think the thing is like I forgot or no Arsenal they lost to uh some they lost to someone in the cup play over the weekend when they didn't they didn't have all these guys that I was just mentioning Tomiyasu Chaka Parde they didn't have those guys uh and it was I, it was 
Nottingham Forest. Yeah, Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if those guys miss out again, it's, it just changes kind of how just Arsenal run things. Like they like to have, I mean, pretty much when Chuck is healthy, they, he starts, that's kind of how it goes. And then when party's not in there, that's already a downgrade. So if both those guys aren't in, they kind of lose everything in their midfield. Like I know they have young guys in there and, and whatnot. Um, they might even, you know, move Odegaard back there if needed. Cause they got uh Lokongo. Um, otherwise like, Ainsley Mate Neil Niles is another team anymore. Uh, El Nani is also away on African combinations. Like they don't really have the guys to come into the midfield. That's why sure Tottenham don't have don't have a great midfield either, but they have their guys. Like you're you're going against Tottenham's regular starters. Hoshberg is is a good central midfielder. And I just don't think Arsenal playing away, you know, if if they don't have their usual guys in there, I don't think you could take them to win. Is I don't think they will win, actually. Yeah, I mean, Harry Kane also catching a little bit of form over his past four matches. He's got three goals. So that's, I feel like, as Harry Kane goes, Tottenham goes. So, I mean, with him playing better and fun the fun, you know, scoring goals, they definitely seem a little bit better. And they're playing at home. So. Yeah, just looking at the table here. Arsenal 35 points, Tottenham 33, but Arsenal have played two more matches. So this is you know, this is a match that could come down to uh positioning in the table here. And this could, you know, winner of this could move up to could end up finishing fourth there. I know West Ham West Ham's there, but they could they could this could be the difference between playing in the Europa League and the illustrious Europa Conference League. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, this could really. Well, I mean, this could, this could even be Champions League though. <laughs> yeah, West yeah, Ham yeah. are sitting fourth right now, so uh, I had to throw a little shade at, at both teams here for. Uh, so, well, I mean, Arsenal aren't in anything. Tottenham are at least in the. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the uh, conference Europa Conference League, but they I think they had to forfeit uh, one of their last match. Forgot who that was against Ren Ren of yeah. France or something. So they got yeah. booted from the competition. But yeah, it could be a big, big difference between sixth and seventh place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's it for the three matches. We did have a request from Twitter. Our One of our followers, uh, Anang Ade, or Aid, however you say it, uh, he wanted us to give our best bet for the Brighton Crystal Palace match, which is the standalone game on Friday. Chris, what do you what do you think about this Crystal Palace, or Brighton or home? Uh, plus 110 to win, Crystal Palace 260 to win. What do you think here? Crystal Palace have been struggling on the road. Do you think that's going to be the difference here? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, you know, appreciate the audience engagement there for Anang, and, and sorry if we're uh, saying that incorrectly. But, um, you know, this is a match that I actually did initially look at for a best bet just because Brighton are plus odds playing at home um, against a Crystal Palace side who you did mention are not very good uh, away from home. Uh, Brighton also not there. I think they're a bottom third team uh, playing um, playing at home in terms of points uh, collected there. So I will say I just think that Brighton are a better side. Um, Crystal Palace struggle away from home. They have let's see, they are yeah bottom seven team away from home. While Brighton is a uh, I guess playing or yeah playing at home. Brighton is a bottom seven team, so they're about the same. 
But uh, Crystal Palace, uh, on the other side, they have not been able to uh, to get many many uh, wins out of that. So I think I, I lean Brighton here. You're still getting plus odds. They're still playing at home. Um, so I, I would I would go with them if um, if I had to select one. Yeah, I was originally on that, and I was going to write about it, and then it, I just looked at recent results, and it was just it was just too hard to to go with. So there's been. There's been a, both teams have scored in eight of the last nine meetings between these teams. And I feel like I've been on the wrong end of the, just looking at the recent results. I've been on the wrong end of a few of these. I feel like I was on Palace the first time these teams played. Neil Malpe got a, a stoppage time equalizer. And uh, last season, I guess it was February, Crystal Palace got a stoppage time winner from Christian Benteke. And uh, before that, Alex McAllister got a stoppage time equalizer. It's just a thing where, like, I don't know. It's just all these stoppage time goals. I don't know if I, how much I want to touch this one, but I might look at both teams to score because you know that stoppage time goal is coming, and that's minus 110. And I think overall Brighton are, are mostly fine. You know, they're missing a few guys, but they got – they got Trossard and Mape, like they're 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 fine. Their back line is, is almost healthy right now. As for Crystal Palace, they got a few more absences like Zaha, Ayu, uh, Kiate. Those guys are out, but they're surprisingly a pretty deep team. And this might be one of the first time, or I guess Hughes and Gallagher haven't really played together a ton this season. I think that's uh, gonna help them. I. I don't know. I usually would say clean sheet for Brighton at home, but uh, just given the recent results, I think both these teams will score. Yeah, two things here before we, we uh, move on to our best bets. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the the double chance bet for Crystal Palace, which is, uh, you know, you can that would be picking Crystal Palace or a draw, um, is minus 130. So that's right on the cusp. So not too bad there if you really think Crystal Palace could get a draw or a win. So that, that's worth uh, considering. Um, and then the draw, no bet. So that's taking Crystal Palace. And if you get a, if there's a draw, you get your money back. Uh, Crystal Palace is plus 155. So in terms of those two bets, Crystal Palace has a much better odds than, than Brighton does and, and would be where I would go, I guess, you know, after looking a little bit more into it. Yeah, I probably, it's another game where I'd probably wait on lineups just because Guaita has some kind of issue. He didn't play in their, in their last cup match. And I haven't really liked Palace when Jack Butlin starts. So I'd probably wait on that. If Guaita's is out again, I maybe I wouldn't look towards uh, the Crystal Palace side, but maybe I'd look at, you know, the both teams to score, maybe even the over, uh, even though kind of don't like betting overs in, in uh, Brighton matches. But uh, so that's, that's it for that one for Friday's match. And I haven't, uh, I haven't changed my best bet. I haven't really, thought there's something better to talk about so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Burnley, Lester. This, these lineups are uh, it's, it's causing me a headache here. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't want to count the Leicester's, you know, absences and game time decisions here, but I believe it's at 15. So I'm going over two and a half goals between these teams. It's hit in, I believe, four of the last five. It was 2-2 earlier this season. I am kind of worried about it. There's definitely risk because Chris Wood is no longer in Burnley. He hasn't been having a good season, but like he's their forward. Like he kind of, that's who opposing defenses focus on, and he's not going to be there. And that's definitely worrying. Um, so that makes it hard. But Lester are starting, or they may start uh, Chadowry and Vestergaard at center back. So Hamza Chadowry if I'm saying that correctly, is usually, you know, a defensive midfielder who rarely plays because, you know, he's, you know, maybe the third string uh, defensive midfielder for, for Lester. And now he's playing center back. So Lester have all these absences. I got to think if Burnley don't score on this match, I don't know. I don't know what to say that I'm not going <laughs> to bet on them. Maybe I'm just going to completely avoid them the rest of the season. Like, they have to score in this match. I'm, we have Aaron Lennon in the starting 11. I don't like that at all. I don't know. Jay Rodriguez has, has had a hat trick in, in his life at some point. In his life. It was like U7s maybe. <laughs> no, he got one in like a cup match like a few months ago or something. It may have been against the third third tier side, but yeah, I'm still going with it. Because I, I do think Burnley's back line hasn't been playing that great. And even though Ian Nacho, even though Vardy, even though Dachau, all those guys are out, I still think Leicester can score. They just scored four goals against Watford in their last cup match. Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Lookman, uh, Dewsbury Hall may not play, but they still got Iose Perez as an option. I think the unreliability of these back lines – Combined with the way Leicester play, they want to score goals, and they know they can't play defense and, and get a clean sheet for a full 90. I'm going with over two and a half goals. It doesn't feel right. The lineups are – I'm kind of scared. It's kind of risky, but I'm taking it. Over two and a half goals there between them. Wow. As you were talking, and I was looking at this starting – Someone moment. else got hurt. No, no, I don't. I didn't, see, I didn't see anything about that. But uh, as you're talking and we're looking at the lineups here, um, you know, Aaron Lennon starting for Burnley. I was like, yeah, oh, man, there's got to be a better option for Burnley. He started um, a couple recently. Yeah, yeah, and they're starting. He actually just scored. He scored at Manchester yeah. United. Okay, so it is possible. Um, <laughs> but I saw Aaron Lennon and Jay Rodriguez starting like it's like basically 2017. Um, but I was like, man, Burnley's got to have another option up top, but you know, Cornette's out, Vidra is, you know, uh, uh, game time decision, Ashley Barnes is out. And now they don't have Chris Wood. I was like, man, 
they really don't have any other options other than than Aaron Lennon up top and Jay Rodriguez. So, um, you know, you went through all that, and I could see you, you that you were tense. You know, you were stressed out. And, I still uh, like it. So, uh, you know, that being said, if you're uh, if you're a little weary, you can still get the under. Uh, under two and a half goals at minus 110 if you really want it. Um, but uh, that being said, I do love Adam Lokman. That's my guy. Um, I've enjoyed watching him since he was, you know, was at Fulham and, and just like think that he's a pretty good player. And then James Madison obviously can find the back of the net. Um, so I, I guess, you know, I don't feel as confident maybe here, but uh, that's just because I'm looking at Aaron Lennon in a starting 11. <laughs> Uh, I think they'll score. I think uh, I think Burnley will get at least one, and Leicester have a good possibility of getting at least two. That's what I'll say. Okay, cool. Well, with uh, that, you know, a little bit of a uh, uneasy feeling about Adam's best bet. Let's get another uneasy feeling about my sec about my best bet. Um, we talked about this game, and we talked about this game being Chelsea Manchester City. I the only question mark for me that makes me feel uneasy about this bet is the fact that uh, Mendy is going to be missing in net and that Kepa is going to be starting for Chelsea. Uh, both teams uh, relatively at, at full strength here. Uh, Chelsea, you know, although they're going to be missing, you know, basically their two best outside backs. I still think that uh, with the Marcus Alonso and Cesar as Cesar Aspicoeta. I'm going to, I just butcher that, but um, <laughs> every time I say it in my head, I can get it right. But anyways, um, they're, they're still a strong side. I think that uh, my best bet here is going to be Chelsea double chance at plus 125. Chelsea sitting at second in the table. By no means are they a bad team. Um, they're pretty, they're good enough to, to win this, or to win or to draw this match. And they've done it, you know, recently, um, aside from the last game, which was earlier this season in September where they lost, 1-0 to Manchester City. They beat City 1-0 in the Champions League final. Um, last season, they beat them 2-1. And then also in the FA Cup, they beat them 1-0. So their last four matches, they've shown you know, they are not they can hang with City. So I'm going to go double chance, plus 125. That's uh, Chelsea either winning or getting the draw at plus 125. So you're getting plus odds. I think it can happen. Um, and they need it to happen if they're going to stay in the, in the title in the title fight here this season. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't uh, can't argue that one. We already talked about it. Conte, Jorginho in the midfield, that's huge. Those guys are healthy. Like your back line, Thiago Silva, Christensen, Rudiger, those guys are healthy. I think, the you know, that sometimes the advantage is going against uh, Alonso there in the left wing, but Manchester City, they got Kyle Walker there. So it's not like Kyle Walker is going to be, you know, this huge offensive presence. That's not going to be a major advantage. Uh, and then I think on the other side of that, Espili Cueta, he – He's even more – he's a little more defensive, and I think that's going to help against a guy like Joel Cancelo on the, the left wing for, for Manchester City. And then, again, like we said, like Chelsea are pretty healthy up front now. And I think that, uh, you know, the big worry is Kepa in that, and hopefully he doesn't make a mistake. But uh, given the recent results, I do like this one. And I was going to write about it. I think I just ended up taking the under, but I do, I do like this one. Otherwise, I think that is all we have here. Do you have any anything else you want to you want to get out here? Do you want to pick Newcastle to win? Do you <laughs> want to uh, pick Burnley to win? Uh, do you want to pick Liverpool over two and a half goals? Because I did write about that one. Any interest oh, there? You took a, I. There's not. You know, 
that Chris Wood bump I'm going to avoid from Newcastle. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how some of these teams operate with a, you know missing a few key players. Obviously, Liverpool being one of them. They still have a, you know uh, a fair fair bit in attack, and they're playing Brentford. So I think they're they're okay, but uh, yeah, really interested to see how much uh, the Afcon absences affect a few of these teams. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, another game week. Hopefully uh, next week, you know, we're discussing our best bets, uh, cashing out. Oh, we will be. We actually, I just want to ask you. So without Salah, without Mane, what do you think? How much of a downgrade do you think Liverpool is going to have here? So they're probably going to start Jota and Firmino. Maybe Mina Mino, uh, Oxley Chamberlain could be up there. I know Origi's out. Uh, how much of a downgrade do you think that is? And you think that's going to be like a 0.5 goals less per match, one goal less per match kind of thing? Or what's the outlook here? That's a really interesting question. How much of a downgrade is missing the Premier League's leading scorer and assister? Uh, pretty big downgrade. Um, even Sadio Mane, too, who, who's playing pretty well this season, too. I think it's it's a goal downgrade. Um like we're, you know, I love Jota, obviously really good, but he benefits so much from playing next to Salah and Mane. Roberto Firmino has had a really rocky season. He's been hurt a lot. He's been missing. Um, so it's going to be, you know, a lot on his shoulders and, and you know, love the player. Hopefully he can pull it out. And then, you know, for it, the two guys who are probably going to see the most amount of playing time is, uh, you know, Takumi Minamino. And then unfortunately, Divock Origi is already out. So uh, it's a it's going to be a big three to four matches here for, you know, players like Kent, those two, Oxlade, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, to, to really step up and, and score some goals. And, and they're likely going to need some goals from the midfield here, too. So I don't know. I think it's a good goal, goal to like goal and a half downgrade, which is a lot. So I don't feel that confident without Salah or Mane in the net or in, in the, in the starting 11 and in that, yeah, in that, that they're usually putting the ball in the net. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty big downgrade. And I mean, we've seen what Salah has been there for like what, four or five years. And I don't, I can't recall many lineups with him not in it. So I, I'm, I'm pretty concerned. Hmm. Well, I was kind of leaning in the other way in that, <laughs> but I kind of, I just think like Liverpool have their system, and even when these guys, you know, they sit in these in these Champions League game games that don't matter, like Liverpool usually have still can have success. Like they still have, you know, their back four. They still got Fabinho, Henderson in the midfield. Like they still have a lot of their guys. Yeah, it's, the absence of guys like Salah is gonna is gonna lead to more pressure on Jota and that kind of thing. But I don't know, maybe. Maybe we'll we'll see what happens. I I kind of think that they still have a good system. They have a good base for everything, and they could still they could still score a lot of goals. But maybe the absences will will, will hamper them a little more. Uh, like you're I suggesting. would love to see, I would love to see them bring back that like uh, super high press heavy metal football from like three seasons ago when they would just like let goals in but also score like four goals uh, at least then if they lose then it's entertaining hey that could happen again i mean they that first game against brentley is three three so yeah for sure all right well we got uh so chris has chelsea win or draw at manchester city i have aaron lennon and jay rodriguez both to score hat tricks that is the uh, over two and a half uh, against leicester city at minus 110 Chris, happy happy twenty first birthday! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining me here on Kits and Wagers, twenty twenty two edition for game week twenty two.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.